I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. Uh, Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm upright. It's August. (laughs) I know. I was, I I don't know. Did you see, do do you, you're on my newsletter, right? Yes. Okay. Well, this past weekend, we took the kids to Niagara Falls. I saw Which that. Which was so fun. But I know a lot of our listeners are like first year or second year. And at the time, like when you're starting, you're like so in the trenches and you think, oh my God, I'm like, am I ever going to be able to leave my farm during the busy season? And it just feels like so all encompassing. So for me, I think, you know, in that stage, I would have wished to hear this, but there is an end in sight and you will eventually be able to leave your farm Mm -hmm. (laughs) during the busy season. And we kind of like left on a whim. We're like, the girls wanted to do something. My girls are 11 months apart. So there's like one month where they're both the same age. So I have two eight-year-olds currently. (laughs) So uh, we're like, well, let's do something. And they really want American Girl doll. Mm-hmm. Why? I was not a doll kind of girl. I wasn't either. I yeah. wasn't either. And but they wanted one. I was like, well, we can go to Columbus and we can go to the American Girl store, or we could do something fun, like go maybe to Niagara Falls. And they all voted Niagara Falls. We had so much fun, a oh. freaking blast. But I think it's just so nice, you know, to be able to leave. And mm-hmm. we're in that spot mostly because employees can help. You know, mm-hmm. so that that's an important piece. But yeah, we, we had so much. Have you ever been there before? No, I haven't. That what? was, I think my parents, I think they went honeymooned there or something. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> I think that's right. Maybe I'm making that up. Oh my god! But yeah, no, I haven't been there. I've drove like kind of close to it, but yeah, I, I need yeah. I should go. But I mean, it's only four hours from where we live, which is not that far at all. Yeah, like we were yeah. in the Canadian border, like at three hours and three and a half hours. So it was no, good. It was really nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I um I know the the whole leaving your farm. I it took me I mean it took me probably 3 years to realize honestly it's just your mindset and telling yourself 100%. that you can leave. You can yeah. leave now without employees. And yeah. It's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, I felt like in the beginning I couldn't and really for me I need to have time away and disconnect mm-hmm. because for those of us that live on our farms, which is most of us, mm-hmm. you walk out and you're at work. You know, mm-hmm. as much as like I moved, I did things to make my mental health Im- improvements in my mental health, which was like taking my office out of my house and moving mm-hmm. it and taking vacations and doing those fun things. I st- we still walk outside and we're looking at our to do oh, list yeah. in our mm-hmm. face, you know, yeah. all the time. So it really is just telling yourself that you can do it mm-hmm. and actually doing it. Nothing. And it's that- always fine. I know. It's fine. It's really going to be fine. Worst case scenario, well, I mean, I can pretty much guarantee all your sunflowers are going to open. We had a a freaking sunflower explosion this weekend. And so we're running two for Tuesday today, Mm -hmm. uh, which is good to sell. I mean, the cooler (laughs) – we came home, we're like, holy crap. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. We figured it out and it was fine. But yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was good. And I also – my anxiety has been – less this year with uh, 
sunflowers and things blowing out because it's like I have this we talk about during peony season where I want to see no color in the field if I see color even if it just happened to blow out and we missed one I want it cut because it I just it to me it looks like waste Mm -hmm. and I feel that way with sunflowers and we've been intentionally over planting to let people in the you pick so I've had to adapt a little bit this year to know that like I'm going to see a little bit more color than what I'm used to and then Mm -hmm. they pick them in the U-Pick and it's fine. But I was going to hire somebody mostly for Sundays Mm -hmm. for like picking and harvest and I thought, what's the – what cost, right? Like the cost of the employee versus just letting some stuff kind of blow out. And so I decided Mm -hmm. to not do that and then it gives me a breather of not having to manage people seven days a week. So – but yeah. That's awesome that you got to go. I it was I, really um, fun. I saw the I saw the newsletter this morning. Yeah, it was so it was cute. Your kids yeah. in the little ponchos. Yeah, it was wonderful. We do get a little more chill as we own businesses. I like think the, so. You do get a little hardened to confidence the changes and a little more confidence yeah. to be able to leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you figure out either have to you either have to force yourself to go. Or it never happening. So you have to say, mm-hmm. hey, I have to make this happen for myself. And it's part of just like the the balance, you know, that we all try to have. Mm-hmm. And it is a balance. It is. Yeah. We're always figuring it out. But we have to yeah. force yourself into it. I mean, I booked a, I booked a hunting trip. I know. Mm-hmm. A hunting trip. I'm going turkey hunting. I know. Oh, I know you don't get it. I'm going turkey hunting in <laughs> Nebraska in the spring next April. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know it doesn't sound like fun to you, but Sean and I are going to go and I'm like, it's, I I have to time it, right? I'm doing it after Mother's Day. I had to time it up, but I'm like, it's something that I love. It's my, it's part of what I've done my whole life. And so if I don't book the trip and commit to it, I'm like, I will work around it. It's a a three day trip. It'd be gone five days. My employees are going to hear about this through the podcast because I haven't told them yet. I'm leaving in May, (laughs) but it's like, you yeah. can leave. You really can That'd do it. And you need to prioritize doing it. So yes. anyway, yeah. but <laughs> we need to hear that in August. That I need a vacation on the calendar. So no, <laughs> gets yeah, me really. through the rest. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, well, today we have a really cool episode. Actually, this is kind of like our first one that we've done of this sort. I would get, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. And so we're kind of calling it like our cut flower industry update. And I know there's been a lot of chit chat around about the state of the bulb harvest in Holland this year. And I had read somewhere that 2023 is set to be, you know, one of the lowest or the worst tulip bulb harvest seasons that they've ever had. So for us, you know, when Lindsay and I were chit-chatting about this weeks ago, we're like, okay, like how are we pivoting our businesses? What are we doing? And so we thought, you know what, like people on the podcast would really love to hear an update on all of this. And we have an amazing expert here with us, Jerome Menkfeld. How'd I do? (laughs) You did fine, uh, Shannon. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's a really amazing rep over at the Netherland Bulb Co. And he'll tell you a little bit about himself, but he's going to give us a a update on the bulb harvest, talk to us a little bit about what that means, how it happens. And it really will just give us all a really good update, including me. This is my first time really hearing it from Jerome too. I know Lindsay's been talking to him for a little while, so I'm really looking forward to it. So Jerome, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's uh, wonderful to be a part of, uh, of your show. Thank you. So do you want to first tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Netherland Bulb? Sure. Um, well, I'm one of the, the sales reps uh, with the company. We cover the whole United States. So all my colleagues have a, 
have a piece of uh, a number of states that we cover. And uh, so my area that I that I uh, have responsibility for is anywhere, I kind of jokingly say anywhere between Lake Erie and the Gulf of Mexico. So kind of the, <laughs> the, the east, uh, western part of, of, uh, of the Appalachians going going into the Midwest. So I, I cover about 10, 10, 11 states. So it's a uh, pretty big area. You know, so, oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's uh, With a lot of I different think, growing climates. I, I tell you, it is uh, <laughs> spring is, is definitely, uh, definitely a favorite because I start early in the springtime in the South and uh, it's spring there very early and I move my way up, my, my travels up North and it's still spring, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so that's, that's wonderful, but definitely, definitely a lot of different climates, hot, cold, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. So how, how did you get started in the industry? Like, tell us how you, where you started and kind of how you ended up at Netherland Bulb. Well, I'm from the Netherlands and, uh, you know, like a lot of my colleagues are. And, uh, but uh, I grew up in the industry almost, not quite, uh, but um, I grew up in the area where a lot of the flower bulbs are grown. uh, So in the middle of flower farms, even though I grew up in town, you know, it was only like a five minute drive to the nearest farms. And, um, so they were all around us, and in the summertime, um, basically from when I was ten years old, when 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 you still could do that at the time, I started working a little bit, you know, and uh, and every year in the summertime that became more. Uh, summertime is harvest time. It's also school vacation, so the school children they work on the farms in the summertime, and so that's what I did. And later, I um, I went full time in, in, into it, mainly because uh, I married into a family with a with a flower ball farm. Uh, my wife's family had a farm, and uh, so I didn't. It was kind of small, so I didn't work for them full time. I worked uh, at another at a neighbor, and so that's what I've been doing there for until 2020, uh, two, uh, the year 2000, I mean. And uh, and then we uh, had an urge to uh, to go to the United States, and there was a, a company that uh, wanted to hire me, and they uh, they thought that would be a nice fit, and so. I had no experience in sales or anything. I was just a grower, you know. Mm-hmm. I did everything on the farm, so I knew that end. But uh, uh, so I learned very quickly. They gave me a they gave me a car. Uh, I didn't have a cell phone or a computer, n- nothing. And <laughs> I was given a couple accounts in New England, and uh, off I went. And um, so I liked it, and I'm still doing it. In the meantime, I changed from one company to another. Uh, so I've been with Netherland Bulb since uh, two thousand eight. So it's been going on now for 15 years. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that probably makes you a great sales rep, though, having the growing background side, yeah. because those are the questions that you're able to answer those questions directly, very, you know, from hands-on experience. I think that probably makes you such a great sales rep with that in your back pocket. It's, it's very helpful, you know, to know what the challenges are for growing uh, helps you so much, you know, what, what, you know, what the people here are facing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, growing conditions may be, may be different. The scale is definitely different, but you know, the rules apply to everybody. Uh, you know, how, a, how a bulb needs to be treated is the same for everybody. So uh, yeah, it does give you the, that, that knowledge background, but also the connections. I, you know, if I don't know something, cause I, I don't know everything. I know where to find the answers. You know, the, the network is very extensive, uh, very short lines to people in Holland. And uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I frequently use those. So, yeah. That's great. 
Yeah. Little, little lifeline back back to home if you've got that. I had that this this earlier this spring. I had talked to a rep in, in the Netherlands when I was having what we call Tulip Gate 2023, where I lost those tulips in the spring. And so that was, I learned a lot. And I, I will be the first to admit that I've been growing tulips for this is seven seasons, so six years. I didn't do them my first year. And I'm I'm still learning every single year. We I mean, we say we think it's an easy crop, but it's really not. I mean, there's a lot of variables that can happen with tulips that uh, you know we're learning that we're learning over the years. So yeah. Believe me, I'm I'm still learning a lot of things, you know, <laughs> and with this whole with the, the, the cut flowers, especially the cut flower growers, are a very interesting group to me. It's definitely different than than the big greenhouse growers that that do potted tulips and and you know massive quantities of, of uh, cut flower tulips for for the mass market. Uh, so it's uh, you know every farm has their own indoor outdoor challenges, timing, the scale, and it's so the challenge that you guys are facing is uh, you know we're kind of a kind of a challenge for me on on certain ends. You know I really had to think about how hey this is different from. Uh, from the mainstream uh, growers, and uh, and I like that kind of a challenge. It's uh, you know you dig in into it into the matter, and and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun growing mm-hmm. in that knowledge too, you know, and uh, and trying to give the best advice that we can that we can give you. Yeah, so we've heard some varying reports, you know, from Holland and just different things kind of coming back to us, and we're hearing bits and pieces. So, what are you seeing about this year's bulb harvest? Well, the uh, uh, the harvest it's it's still it's, it sounds kind of funny. Uh, most bulbs have been harvested right now, but still too early to tell what the real outcome is. So it can have different scenarios. Uh, at the moment, it's more more a feeling still, although there are some actual numbers. You know, every day more and more are coming to the surface. Uh, that being said, it's uh, the counting is and, and the whole processing in the far, on the farms is still ongoing. You know, in their warehouses where they you know they, they count them and they grade them and and all that good stuff. So and that's that's going to continue for the next two three weeks. So and I would say usually by mid to late August we start to get a much more clear picture of the actual numbers. You know, the majority of the bulbs will be counted and and stuff like that graded and counted and um, and. Yeah, that's uh, it's yeah, it's more of a feeling base right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear some the same reports where people say, "Oh, it's um, you know disaster reports," but then said, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know other reports are yeah, it's not too bad at all." But every grower is different. Every lo- mm-hmm. every where, where, where they are where they are located in Holland it makes a big difference. Also, what what crops they are growing, what varieties they are growing. So you cannot really put them all in one big pot to say, "Oh, this." the you know it's a bad season for everything for everybody you know mm-hmm. so uh, it's too early to tell i i'm not we're not panicking also you know availability in our company is we're very we're a very big company and that makes it also that's a, a very nice thing too for our customers the, the smaller customers with the smaller orders they always get priority over the real big customers say for instance i'm going to give you an example um you know say we need a uh, say a million red tulips you know, of, of one of a certain variety, and well, we only get like uh, like five hundred thousand, maybe half of it. It's so much easier to cut to have to cut on on the real large customers that take a container load of something and say, well, hey, I'm gonna, you know, we're only gonna give you, you know, seventy five percent of your order. 
you only have to do that for for five or six customers mm. and we account for the losses if we have to go through every little order that that you know that people buy 500 or a thousand or even smaller than that it's going to take way longer to to adjust those numbers so we, we like to leave those alone mm-hmm. and uh and try to fulfill as much as possible and uh, and feed them from from the bigger numbers so that's kind of been the policy and it, and it seems to work out very good. Yeah, that's actually opposite what I would have thought. But that makes sense from a customer service standpoint, how you're managing that, right? It's like less, you're already disaster control a little bit, you know, and there's probably more hands to to touch and people to contact if you're messing with those smaller orders. So, Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. well, it's just a number a number gain. But in, in the end, you know, sometimes you have to make a tough calls. So, certain varieties may not be available at all or, you know, or some varieties, especially the specialty varieties, some of the parrots, you know, there's such a small number are, uh, that is grown. We may take the whole harvest of maybe one grower. You know, if he has a bad, very bad season on a particular variety, it may not be available at all. And and then you have to make substitutions. And, and But there's nothing new on that. That's been going on, you know, as long as I know I've been in the industry, you know. Mm-hmm. So nothing, nothing scary or anything, you know. Most ball suppliers will will do a good job substituting or find something that is suitable for, you know, for your needs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So for the bulb growers in Holland, what I guess what kind of conditions? Explain a little bit to me about the process there, and then what kind of conditions are like for a good harvest versus like a poor harvest? If you said you know different farms have different experiences, is it just like water temperature? I mean, what what is it that goes into all of that? The most important thing for. Uh, for the for the successful crop is the time after bloom time so leading up to bloom time you know uh, it's always typically cool uh, up until uh, mid mid uh, mid april uh, late april early may but then the month of may and june are the critical times for the growth of the flower bulb of the of the tulip bulbs you know we uh, the, the tulips like a a cool sunny uh, I, I say I say cool, but a relatively cool. Say you know, uh, high sixties, low seventies at the most, uh, and sunny weather. And uh, you know, of course, the ideal is you know a little bit of rain every so once in a while, so the fields don't dry up. Mm-hmm. So and that we need that kind of weather for about six to eight weeks, and that's that's ideal. Well, we don't live in live in an ideal world, of course. And you know, the, uh, we have summers that or late springs that it gets warm and dry and this year was a was it was a dry season in in may and early june mm-hmm. um so the fields need a lot more watering and watering is a of irrigation is is a, is, a, is a great practice but it's not it's not like the uh, like a natural rain um that's uh so you can only do so much and um you know yeah uh, this year the, the the crops did suffer from that uh more than than other years yeah, that's kind of a, that, that. That's in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a different a, a difference between growers that are on sandy soils or on clay or, or heavier soils. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so there's a difference in there a little bit. Uh, also, ge- geography. You know, some people are more up north, other people are more down south. Uh, mm-hmm. There's even bulbs grown in in France. You know, to to supply certain needs. But um, yeah, so it's that all plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. So what can we expect to see? Because I know, like I said, we've heard different things. And I kind of wondered when I started seeing some emails, I'm like, are they really just trying to make this, you know, like the over promise? Wait, is it over over promise under deliver? No, that's yeah. not right. No, is that's that right. right. 
Yeah. Like yeah. you said no. the expectation. I'm like, no, it's not right. No, that's opposite. Wait. Yeah. No. Whatever. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's a uh, under promise over deliver. Under promise over deliver. <laughs> <laughs> it's August. Okay, folks. Um, in <laughs> I say stuff like that backwards all the time. It should be anyway. a motto. It should <laughs> be. Over <laughs> promise <laughs> under deliver. Wild root. New tagline. It's our new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's how we do it, folks. So I wondered when we were getting this email if they were trying to sort of hype it up a little bit, where it was just like, this is worst case, prepare for this. But what can what do you think we can expect to see from this? Like realistically, just because I think and I when I was talking to you on the phone, I said to you, the more information we have the better prepared we can be, the less anxious we get to feel, you know, you can feel about it just ha- having some preparations. Because I can tell you that flower farmers get a little bit pissy about substitutes. You know, they get kind yeah. of bratty about it. We do. <laughs> Our level of chill with a substitute is not is not very good. So what uh, what can what do you think we can expect to see out of what you're hearing right now? Well, I know you don't like to hear this, but prepare for substitutes. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a reality of things. You know, it's either either t- take something that is that is comparable, that, that will work for you. It may not be ideal, but at least will work for you. Uh, or, or cut the number, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you want to go? Because, of course, you got both options. You say, well, I don't want substitutes. I'll, I'll, I will do it less bulbs. You know, of course, you can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know, you got other things to worry about uh, because now you, you don't make your plan number wise. Yeah. And you're still missing a variety, missing a color, you know. Yeah. That, and you know, the thing, the funny thing is that maybe, you know, you have your ideal, you, you have your top picks of, of varieties that you like best that, that work, seem to work very well for you. That's, you know, that's based on your growing experience and the looks, you know, and customer appeal. In the end of the day, I do find that most most consumers don't really care about that specific look, that specific picture. You know, mm-hmm. I think a high quality and a, and a variety of uh, of colors is more mm-hmm. important. You know, especially the high quality and the freshness of the flowers is more important than oh, than having that that specialty parrot uh, look. Or you yeah. know, um, yeah, I'm dealing I'm dealing with customers too that that are saying, you know what, I've done the parrots. Give me just some straight, good performing flowers. Yeah. Just give me the best. Give me the yeah. best flowers that, because they they look the best. They are easy to to harvest. They're you know easy easy to bunch and to put in a bunch of stuff like that. The leaves are nice and straight. I don't have to fumble with them to make them mm-hmm. to make it work. And so I see some people changing to to straight varieties and do it that way. So you know you got both ends of the spectrum. That's what I'm trying to to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a middle ground for that. So, so I think if you have a healthy color palette with good quality bulbs, I think in the end, your program will work. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. Yeah, no, I think you're right, too, because mm-hmm. I and I I have gone through over the last few years and tried to cut down. And honestly, every year I want to keep cutting down on the number of varieties I'm growing for that very reason, right? For the efficiency of the harvest. There's, you know, some of them for the leaves are a pain, you know, there's less yeah. stripping to have to take the leaves off. The the one thing that always comes up with when we're talking tulips is stem length, you know. Yeah. So some the substitutes when I get smacked with this like, you know, max height is going to be 10 inches, I get a little like 
that's not ideal. But I will say what you're exactly what your advice you're giving is that this year, just in general, we had a lot of really short tulips for the ones that we did get. And my florist did not care. My customer, you know, my customer, like you're saying, they were mixed in with other ones. They did not care. We were selling short tulip bunches in the cooler. I cared. I cared about how it fit in a sleeve. But really, tulips are the one crop that gives us the most grace because they continue to stretch as mm-hmm. they're, you know, as they've been pulled from the ground. So, yeah, you're right. We need to be a little more chill about the substitutes. But you're right. You're either, your options are you either take a substitute or you cut it completely out of your program and then you're missing that stem yeah. count, which you really could sell to a customer who does not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. this is really, there's really good advice, honestly, because, mm-hmm. and especially with this upcoming season, we're going to have to be accommodating as a grower to, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to call and say, you know, look, these, here are the changes. This is what you have. Do you accept it? Do you not accept it? you know, and be able to move forward from that. So you're thinking we're just going to see some some shortages and stuff and be ready to accept some substitutes. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing yet too. And that's what I'm just relating. Um, so okay. I've never been in such a panic in because uh, we've had bad years before. But in the end, it always seems to work out. It does. You know, and mm-hmm. what you say, the end consumer, they just love a beautiful tulip. You know, a good example is, I think, it's like the tulip farm, the UPIC tulip farms. People don't care. They, they just love the beautiful tulips and the, and the feel of it. Mm-hmm. And they, they're happily picking things that I would not pick. You know, yeah. I go if, you know, uh, I would go for the fresh and the, the ones that is barely showing color, you know, just <laughs> as fresh as possible. And, and, you know, so, I, of course, I'm, you know, uh, yeah. that, that's what you go after. But, but then you see people walking out with fully blooming tulips, you know, they're only going to last maybe a day on the face and that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's all about their Instagram photo. It is. Yeah. So <laughs> the experience for, for most of your consumers is different than how we look at, at the industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we start to understand that dynamic, I think a little bit better, it helps us also, you know, being better managers of, of our, of our crops and of, you know, the, the inputs that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we cannot control. There's only so much we can do, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and you make the best of it. <laughs> yeah, you explain. You said this to me, and it made sense. Is that so? Just like a standard red tulip, for example, that they're planting, you know, millions of these. They're you know grown with garden centers, and they're in bulk packs. And then you have a crop that, like a, a specialty, what we're calling specialty crop, which would be like a parrot or a certain particular variety like Dream Touch or any of those, they're growing a lesser amount of those. So those are ones specifically, right, that we're going to see substitutes and changes on most likely, right? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, that that's definitely definitely a very likely scenario. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of fun that you mentioned Dream Touch. That's actually a variety that was very early on already on the sold out list mm-hmm. for, you know, of course, it had been named cut flower, the cut tulip for the for this year, I believe. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> um, but so yeah, it's uh, so we use it in in all kinds of programs, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for some reason there was a very early call on it that uh, yeah we don't we, we cannot get anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. So they ought yeah, to do that with something they have a lot of a lot of. That's what they need to do. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Pick well, that, that red yeah. tulip. 
But yeah. then it would be very boring too, you know? It's uh, <laughs> Then everybody would just grow red and yellow pink tulips. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, yeah, all the cut flower growers are like, no, we don't want a red tulip. Give us a blush mauve undertone tulip. <laughs> yeah, LaBelle, whatever, charge oh a dollar, gosh. a yeah. dollar a tulip. Holy cow, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Jerome, what would you say would be like the next step for growers? Do they reach <laughs> reach out to their bulb or just keep an eye on their email inboxes for updates or subs or wh- what do you, would you say like the next step or just, just to chill out and just wait? I would say chill out. Of course, a supplier will never be, you know, will never be uh, offended if, if you give them a call and ask for an update, you know. Everybody's always, I know, you know, we're more than willing to help everybody. And that's what I see in our industry with, with, uh, with the other suppliers as well. But you know, there's definitely no need to panic at this point. You know, uh, what I've been hearing from, uh, from our company and, and other uh, company, other suppliers that uh, everybody's been very forthcoming in, in their um, sharing of the situation of the industry, but they can only tell as much as they, as they know. So uh, they don't know the numbers until they know the numbers and say, oh, you know, we have orders for, you know, a uh, hundred thousand of, say, of, say, 50,000 of this particular uh, paratulip. We're only going to get 30,000, you know. OK, now we need to start making notes and adjustments on orders. And that may be something that's going to be an ongoing thing. You know, you may get one email uh, for your whole order with, with several uh, substitutions or, or non-availabilities, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, you may get you know, one at a time, it, everybody handles that differently. So we like to wait until the end because we're still also still buying on the market. You know, if we have shortages, we'll try to get more and we'll try to get good substitutions that we know will work and uh, and, and offer that to you. So I would just chill out, uh, mm-hmm. just hold out for at least for the month of August. And yeah. then I think uh, the mill will roll and you will start to see more, uh, more communication, what's, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good title for this uh, episode. Just chill out. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, we all need to hear, we really do yeah. all need to hear it. We, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like yeah. I said it last week, but dealing with just like losing some tulips in the spring. And there were people that lost way more than I lost, you know, yeah. I mean, 17,000 felt like the massive hit and it was for our farm and the number that we grow, but I learned a ton from it. And there was a, it's been a positive spin for us to learn like how many do we really need to grow? What's the timing that we need to grow? So like, you know, I'm wanting to grow them sooner because by the time ranunculus start blooming, people don't care about yeah. tulips the way they do about ranunculus, they transition. So yeah, I think, I think uh, just, we'll just continue to sort of learn and get some information and adapt as we uh, adapt as we go along. So is there anything else, uh, Drone, that you think that we need to hit on as far as like with did we did we miss anything with with an update well uh, only for those people who have not placed the orders yet uh, yeah. do it as soon as possible mm-hmm. you know uh, do not wait uh, get it in because you know the, the way we at, at Netherlands Bob how we treat uh, orders is uh, is by you know we prioritize uh, orders you know the people who place the orders early will get priority availability wise over the people that place their order very late so you got to draw a line somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, we try to do it, to do things within reason, but at some point you got to draw a line, and mm-hmm. so that's what we what we do. So yeah, that's uh, uh, and I think definitely in the, in the last couple of years, with uh, where the industry was just seeing a humongous demand, and where everybody was placing orders early, 
you know that just a health it's just a healthy thing for business just place your orders early get it out mm-hmm. of the way and you know adjustments can always be made later on um, but yeah. just in general that's just a just a good way of of doing business and, and running your business Mm-hmm. It so. seems to creep up earlier every single year with it, with it because I mean normally the first few years of doing this you know probably the first four you were we were placing the order we were able to see what that current year how things sold mm-hmm. what did well and now it's like we're placing the order before we're even done pulling tulips out of the ground too mm-hmm. so that's been that's been a shift and you have to kind of learn as you know, each business, like how much do you want to increase? What do you want to, you know, what do you want to change for the next season? So yeah, I think that's uh it's definitely been a shift in the last four, three years or so, at least for us. Well, how can people like, how can our listeners find you if they do want to place an order, or if they want to contact you, we'll link your info in the show notes for all of this, but how can they get in touch and, and reach out with your company to get in touch with you? Cause you're, so you said you're, what do you say? The Gulf of Mexico to Lake Erie? <laughs> Lake Erie. Lake Erie. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I personally, I cover, say, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Arkansas. Uh, wow. So those are my, my main states. <laughs> um, I don't travel, uh, you know, as much in the deep south because there's just less gardening going on in general. I spend most of my time in Ohio, Indiana, and, and Kentucky and Tennessee. I would say, yeah, if people want to need anything, uh, they can they call me direct. They can call me on my cell phone. Uh, they can send me an email or they can call our office, too. You know, we have a wonderful uh, staff in customer service that's uh, very capable, very well trained. And uh, if they don't know the answer, they'll refer it you to me or to one of my colleagues who is in your area. You know, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we know where we get where we can get the answers for you. And uh, we have a, you know, every Every guy, every person in our sales team has their strengths. You know, everybody. You know, some people are very good with with forcing tulips. You know, uh, other people are very good with uh, with the garden centers. You know, how uh, or landscapers. Uh, we have a perennial uh, program too, where we do bare root and pluck perennials. So we got a, a couple of people who are really strong in in that field. We have our own water plant nursery. So we have we have people, especially one guy in particular, who knows everything about water plants. You know, hmm. so. Within our team, we have all these resources available, just a phone call away, and uh, and that helps everybody, you know. And, and we're very, we're a very dynamic team. We know how to find each other very quickly and and give you an answer quickly, uh, you know, if if that's an issue. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's good because cool. our, where I know this time of year our time is <laughs> limited. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So well for. Everybody listening, if you have, if you're new to the podcast and you've heard us kind of talk about the insiders, we are going to be recording actually after this a, a Dirt on Flowers Insiders Extra with Jerome. So it's going to be all about the technical details of growing tulips. We're going to talk about you know, temperature, growth requirements, pre-chilled bulbs versus unchilled bulbs, uh, growing strategies, and just a lot more. We're just going to pick his brain for a little bit so he can't leave us. So if you have been um, looking to jump into the insiders, this is a great time because this is going to be full of great information, just a lot of valuable growing info. And you can join now anytime. So uh, we eliminated the 
what, what are we calling it? Like the opening engine. the doors, like opening the doors. Yeah, we were doing it just like the first of every month. Mm-hmm. And we just made it easier for us and for you that you now have access at any time. You can join anytime and have our full content library at your fingertips. So you can hop over there now. We'll uh, link it to the show notes too. So I know you guys will find this just incredibly valuable what what he's about to share and also what you did share Jern. thank you so much for giving us your time to to share with us on this because i i know i was feeling a little nervous about it too if i'm if i'm being honest so well you're more than welcome uh, it's a fun to fun thing to to share the information i sometimes jokingly say to uh, to my customers when i'm on, when i'm on the road visiting them is that uh, you know what my advice is free you just have to, you just have to, have to buy my, my bulbs that's all i ask from you <laughs> but i'll uh, i'll help you where i can you know so <laughs> oh it's great and i'm sure the bulb reps across the country are going to thank you for this episode right just, yeah. just because <laughs> quiet the 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 anxiety a little bit for everybody so. I, I hope so i hope yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah well we really really do appreciate your time so thank you you're welcome well, we hope you guys love this episode. And I know I gained a ton of knowledge and we hope you did too. Um, and I just feel, I just feel comforted by getting, you know, feeling a little bit more prepared going yeah. into spring. So if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. So you get a notification every Friday to get a new episode that comes out for you. Go us. We have been doing this a year and a half. I believe it. I know. And we're Look still us. Right. I know. I love it. <laughs> um, so we love hearing from you. These we get these info, these ideas for our shows from you. So head over to Instagram if you have not and follow us at Dirt on Flowers and just let us know what you want to hear. Every Sunday we put a box up. Uh, we have a Spill the Dirt episode coming out pretty soon. And those are all inspired from you, direct questions. So we we want to keep you guys going, help you take a vacation. Yes. We want to inspire you to take a vacation, take some time off and and make this business and job that you have something that fuels you and doesn't, you know, you don't have resentment of. So you're keeping us inspired and uh, we really do appreciate it. So thank you guys for being here. We love that we get to do this with you. And as always, we will see you the same time, same place next week. Bye.